0: Welcome back to Growing Through Dance, the podcast for everyone who is interested in watching or taking part in dance, which aims to explore how dance interacts with life. As a lifelong dance facilitator, I passionately believe that dance is for everyone and we can all harness our personal dance abilities to enable and lead our own unique dance journeys. So, good morning, everyone. We, we are very lucky today to have Zoran Bibeck, who is a Danish composer, and we're going to talk to him all about how dance had an influence in his music. Good morning, Zoran. Good uh, morning, Catherine. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us. Lots of people will be aware of your music, particularly on Spotify and on iTunes, but I thought it'd be quite interesting because you deal with dance music, a bit about your story, a bit about how you came to be involved in music, and how this has come to get an involvement with dance music as well. So firstly, over to you, would you like to sort of give us a little potted history of of how we're here today?
1: Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Yeah, like you said, my name is Soren Bibi. I'm um, I'm a Danish composer, jazz pianist, and uh, I turn 45 uh, tomorrow. But... um, it was I got into playing for dance and making ballet music just by a coincidence it was it wasn't wasn't meant to be but uh, <laughs> I, I was a, I am a jazz pianist and have played piano since I was eight or something I thought that was what I was going to do for the rest of my life and uh, <laughs> then uh, I've always like been um, like during my studies I've been what do you say like um, working as an accompanist always to support myself and also like During my studies and stuff like that. So I've been playing for choirs and doing like musical theater and uh... A lot of different things and singers. And
0: can I take you back a little bit a bit? Then? Yeah. So, what sort of age did you notice that you had some flair or some interest in music?
1: Um, at around eight, eight, I got my grandmother's old piano because uh, she was a, a very talented pianist. But um, music was a big part of her life and uh, the family's life. And um, but you couldn't go to. Music school because it wasn't what do you say like allowed at the time uh-huh. for for a woman to become a professional pianist at least it was it was rare and her father didn't wanted her to become that so she she always had the piano and the music on the side and she became like a so sewer so girl how do you say that like like sewing and. Yeah, so I, I got her a piano at one time, and I started playing, and I got just uh, absorbed into music. So I, I started at the, the local music school while I was third or fourth grade. Started at uh-huh. the music school, and I just got totally absorbed in music. It was thing led to the other. I started playing piano, then I played some guitar and some bass and drums. And so you
0: were you were what we were calling in England a real museo. You (laughs) you really went down the music line. I I did,
1: totally, yeah. That was uh, everything.
0: (laughs) Was there ever any other hobbies in there or did dance in any way feature at that point?
1: No, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was music, music, music.
0: So then did you go off to a music college?
1: Yeah, then I went off to a music music college and after that I went to the conservatory in uh, Aarhus is the name of the city. And I went there for seven years, I think, and oh. I got a graduation in composing and musical, like music performance, playing mostly jazz. But I played a little of everything. I played some pop and some rock and some uh-huh. folk music. And uh, I've always been very like diverse. Is that the word? Like, I like almost all kinds of music. Yeah. And uh, the happy accident was in uh, 2004. I moved to Copenhagen from Aarhus, where I was living at the moment, at that time. And uh, it was a complete new city. And um, I applied for various jobs around the city. And uh, one application I sent out to the, what do you call that, per, the, the School of, of Performing Arts, because I thought it was. Going to become like a an accompanist. So, but they, they said we don't have any vacant uh, things here. So they sent my email on to a department called uh, for like a contemporary dance, which was part of the school, and uh, they needed a, a piano player. So um, I said, well, I didn't even I, I didn't even know that the school existed, and not like <laughs> the department. It was uh. so I went out there and um, and I, I got an amazing uh, mentor in a, a pianist called Kim Helvey, who uh, was the mu- head of music there. I just started like from from scratch, just got thrown into a class, to a ballet class, and uh, luckily the teacher, who was the, v- the wife of Kim, um, she was very uh, sweet and kind and uh, supportive and she's uh, how to approach this thing, and uh, yeah, from there on, the rest is history. <laughs> It was but both ballet have, and it was ballet, and ballet and as well. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: did you have set pieces of music to play or did you have to sit
1: and improvise? Or? No, I just had to improvise. Oh, wow. And uh, in the beginning, he would show me what he did and uh, he would say now he, he would play for for the plié and then he would say well now it's your turn and uh, i would go up and try to imitate what he did like really like uh and so that was you, like would,
0: a, you would look at the dynamics and the movements
1: yeah and, and i would try, try and to make your
0: music sound like
1: it exactly i would try to do the same as i do in a jazz band like yeah. uh, imitate and um, be uh, aware and observe and see what was going on and i of course, I learned a lot from him also when it comes to repertoire and um, all sorts of things. And um, but then I was also lucky that the, the teacher I played for she was open to uh, I could play my jazz my jazz things yes, yeah. <laughs> and I could improvise like uh, what I wanted. So in the beginning, it was just I would just improvise and play the jazz tunes that I knew, and then uh, gradually, I would over the years have you know pick up. Uh, and get new stuff into the repertoire, and some more classical pieces, and some yes. different styles. But but I'm not a classical pianist, so I've never really. I guess I'm I'm an unusual ballet class pianist. But I discovered that the dancers really liked that the jazz vibe and the improvising, and yeah. So so that's how it, it started, and I got I got hooked at it. I thought it was it was so much fun, <laughs> and I didn't know that uh, it existed. <laughs> so
0: you said you had no experience of dance beforehand so cast your mind back to that first lesson did you sort of sit there and think oh what am I doing here or (laughs) or did you just think oh this is fun let's have a go what, what
1: was your it was definitely the the, the latter I thought it was uh, it was great fun I don't think it's for me it, it's not that different from playing in a band or playing oh. in a in a jazz band that is very much about like being being present and interacting looking at it at each other and, and the, the, the dynamics you have to be aware all the time and if the drummer plays one thing you have to interact with that and change the way you play so it fits with that or, or maybe you, you do the the reverse you play something that contrasts what he's doing and I think when I was in the in the classroom I would do some of the same things I would very much just look at the dancers be to be inspired by the the Uh movements and see how I could translate that into into music and uh, I didn't find that so difficult actually and like it it inspired me because I didn't have any any knowledge about the language of ballet yeah Yeah, Yeah. of of dance and it was mostly ballet I played for the ballet class. I didn't know anything about different exercises and, and which music fits well for that. And that's so how I would just watch. And yeah, that's, that's
0: uh, gradually happened for you. Then has it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, With your experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, there. of course. Yeah, because I was there some years and and learned a lot from that. And then I I moved on and, and started playing at at uh, other f- institutions in only in the Copenhagen or mostly in the Copenhagen area. And after some years, I I ended up at the at the Royal Ballet, as you call of that. So I played there for some years, but just freelance for the for the ballet and for the, the kids for the school, the ballet school. I played there and I played at a place called Dansehallerne, Dan- dance halls, which is like a, a place for for um, professional dancers to come and and uh, train, train there every day. Yeah. They had a ballet class and they had a contemporary class. Uh-huh. And then there would come teachers in from all over the world, teach one week at a time. Some weeks for the, for the classical ballet and some weeks for the contemporary.
0: And this and this was actually still in Copenhagen? This, this
1: This is in Copenhagen, yeah. yeah. Dancer Helena. that was for professional dancers, so they were... Right,
0: so so those who'd already done some sort of training, or those in training?
1: Those who are, like, working at at a company or something. graduate
0: type, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. They would come there and do their morning training.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: And... Yeah, I played for a company called uh, Danish Dance Theatre, which Uh is a contemporary dance uh, company. But they also have like morning ballet training every day. Yeah, so 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 the
0: dancer's regime is that. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we should have that in music too. It's uh, (laughs) so I I I did that for ten years, I think and then I kind of but then what happened is I, I, I met a, a ballet teacher who became a really good friend of mine the name is Alan Nilsen. and he had done a, a CD with and um, he asked me if, if we should do one or make one together because ah. I started like composing for the classes and uh, doing some of my own music that could be fun so we <laughs> so we made a CD and that that was like my first ballet class CD and I just threw up a few pieces on YouTube and then I didn't really think much about that and then when I look back after a couple of months they had been streamed like like crazy and I was like what is going on here? And then I started, hmm, maybe that could be <laughs> a way to, to get my music out and yeah. that, that could be fun to, to make some more or to try to make more of that. So I made a new CD and that, and put up some more music and then one thing took the other and now I, have, I think I've composed and released maybe 10, 10 CDs with original wow. music for ballet classes and then I've done a lot of other... Yes, yeah, so, so, so the, the dance and the, the dance music is like a huge part of my life now mm-hmm. I, I still play concerts and I work as a jazz pianist and I've just been playing for the last three nights here in uh, in Copenhagen but I compose every day and I, uh, I I don't play for classes anymore but but I I mean I still get inspired by watching dancers yes. and like so for me it's very much also a possibility it's possibility and it's a it's like an outlet for my music and my compositions and it's just it's amazing to see the music being used and uh,
0: do you <laughs> when you start to to make another CD or come with other pieces of music you haven't yet thought up and mm-hmm. composed. How does that happen for you? Do you have to go and make a definite effort to go and find something to emulate you? Or do you just find that happens
1: or? Both, I would say. Of course, to make the CD is like a it's like a decision. I do I have yes. just the, the the latest one I released is my it's a CD for it's like children's music on um, like children's classes. And that's the first time I've made a m- made music. Music For children's classes, actually. So so this was new to me. This was, it was a thing I, I thought that could be fun to try to do something different. And if I know what, what music fits which exercises. Yes. And so, so sometimes I'll just sit down and I'll say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try to make some music for a plie. Or, or something and i'll just go from from scratch mm. or sometimes I'll hear something or, or i'll go i'll go out and seek and hear what what have the other pianists done and uh, what what works well or i'll speak to my to my ballet teacher friend mm. i always have ballet teachers come in and like work with me on right, the music
0: so the dance is actually now influencing your yeah yeah exactly completely. yeah, yeah.
1: i usually what i will do is i'll I'll compose a whole pile of music thirty 40 pieces. And I'll bring them all into, a, I have a good friend, or my good friend in Copenhagen, Alan Nilsson. Him and, and his wife, Nerea, she's a Spanish and she has a, a ballet school in Copenhagen and has had that for many years and has taught, especially kids, for many years. And I'll, they have a piano and I'll go into them and we'll sit and talk and I'll play my pieces and they will dance around uh, in the living room and say, oh, this is good for this. And oh, I think you should do like this. And uh, yeah. we'll talk about it and um, I'll go back and do some more <laughs> fine tuning or what you say. And I'll meet with them again. And a period of time, it's uh, become a final album or, or what you say.
0: Okay, yeah. so that's that's really amazing, and that's sort of where you are now.
1: In but the, these days, I I work as an, a jazz pianist, like a freelance jazz pianist. Yes. I play with various bands and play concerts, and then I see myself very much as a composer. And uh, so I, I sit down and compose every day, and that's I I, I enjoy that a lot. And uh, so
0: what's what's your morning routine
1: like? Yeah, it's um, I have uh, I have three kids and uh, and. Uh, one wife and we just got a dog recently (laughs) (laughs) so my mornings are uh, they're not hectic but uh, they are full of activities (laughs) so I'll take the the kids to school and uh, I'll come home and I would say my ideal morning practice is to to sit at the piano and compose during the first couple of hours yeah and then I'll go out with the dog oh. <laughs> but it doesn't always turn out that because sometimes that uh, you know you open the computer and there's uh,
0: <laughs> a million emails a million yeah. emails and then, and then you, <laughs> you get
1: absorbed into that and suddenly the day is gone yeah. <laughs> but uh, it works best for me when I when I compose every day
0: I'd just like to sum up a bit now. So you, self-confessed, have nothing to do with dance as a youngster <laughs> at all. But dance has had an influence on your current lifestyle. Definitely, and and yeah. really over that 16 years, it's mm-hmm. really had quite an influence on what you're doing. Oh, this has been really interesting hearing how... Dance has had an effect on your life, albeit an effect in slightly later life as opposed to being right in a young child. But Mm -hmm. obviously your music has had that effect and it's led and interacted. Dance and music are so often joined together in different Mm -hmm. ways. But I Mm -hmm. find it really inspiring myself that you have found the dance has inspired another form of your music. Mm -hmm. That's really, really exciting. And yeah. we look forward to seeing lots more music from you. I know certainly <laughs> as a dance teacher myself, I do use quite a few of your tracks. Oh, nice. They are, I like the length of them and that they enable thing, things, particularly for my teenage students. So it'd be really interesting also to see your, I haven't listened yet to oh. your children's one, but yeah, yeah. Um, that will inspire in, in me choreographically as well. Yeah, so yeah. It all sort of works in together. It's all yeah. interlinked.
1: Yeah, it's nice. it, it,
0: it does right. yeah. <laughs> okay, so long may you keep doing this. So if anybody listening who wants to have a listen to Soren's work, you can find it on Spotify and on iTunes. It really is worth listening to other dance teachers who might be listening out there. So thank you so much, Soren, for talking to you this morning. It's been really lovely.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I do hope you've
0: enjoyed today's episode, and if so, you would like to help and share this. Or you might like to share your experiences as a guest of Growing Through Dance by coming on the podcast. Please message me via Instagram, Growing Through Dance Pod, or subscribe and leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts and tag me in your social media posts. We're also on Spotify, Amazon, and all other main podcast apps. Thank you for listening to me, your host, Catherine Lucy.